0: By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat. Sat and wept, as we thought of Zion.
1: There on the poplars we hung up our lyres. For our captors ask us there for songs, our tormentors for amusement. Sing us one of those songs of Zion. How can we sing a song of the Lord on alien soil? If I forget you, O Jerusalem, Let my right hand wither, let my tongue stick to my palate, if I cease to think of you, if I do not keep Jerusalem in memory, even at my happiest hour. This is Existential, a podcast aimed at reminding you that it's okay to be human, we listen to human stories and human experiences, and we wrestle with issues of justice, faith, and culture. I'm your host, Corey Leek. Thanks for listening. I just walked in the house from taking a drive. And I was, I was driving around this predominantly white town that I live in, playing Drake loud. with <laughs> The speakers turned
0: all the way up and my windows down. And I was kind of reflecting on
1: how normal that was for me growing up, how normal it was to, like, stand on my front porch and... Hear people's trunks rattling as they drove down my street. Or like I actually had friends who who built speaker boxes in their trunk to keep the rattling down. But like I remember, as a when I first started driving as a kid, thinking like, you know, if your if your rearview mirror is not vibrating and your trunk's not rattling, you're not listening to music correctly. So even now, as a forty almost forty three year old adult, I still can't listen to music in my car unless it's turned
0: all the way up. This week I've been thinking a
1: lot about stuff like that. Stuff like the picture I saw on social media that I shared on my Instagram. It had four corners, four pictures in the corners. In the top left corner was a picture of the Young and the Restless icon. And then in the right was The Price is Right. The bottom left, there was a fan In the window, the bottom right was Price is Right on the television. This was the caption read what it was like to visit your grandmother in the South in the summertime if
0: you're black. And when I saw this picture, all I could
1: think about was, yeah. Yeah, I I grew up black. I I felt this, this really deep sense of nostalgia in my bones as I thought about how I was raised and how I grew up and the very next thought for me was, I wonder if people who know me, people I've worked with over the last several years, you see, I've, I've spent so much of my life in predominantly white spaces, predominantly white church spaces. And in those spaces, I wonder how many of those people know that I grew up black. I mean, maybe it's obvious. Maybe you just kind of like, You go, duh, I can look at you and know that you grew up black. But I wonder if for some of them seeing me now, hearing me talk now, I wondered if any of them seeing that picture that I shared with the caption, I'm feeling so much nostalgia right now, I wonder if any of them thought it was fake. See, I can really resonate now in ways that I never thought before with the psalm that I read at the beginning of this podcast with the the poem with the words from the deep despair and pain that came from a group of people who had been carried away from their homeland and now we're standing next to foreign shores who were lamenting how much they were asked to perform
0: for their captors. See, as I
1: started to think about how much I have performed for mine, I was able to make this real connection to the ancient Jews that I never could make before. This is the kind of stuff that I felt or still do feel has kind of been whitewashed from how we understand the story of God and the story of humans seen through the lens of ethnic Jewish people. Of people who know the pain of loss, of people who know what it's like to have lived on one land and lived in one soil and been uprooted and brought to another one and forced to entertain their
0: captives. People who
1: had to learn a new way of being, a new way of talking, a new way of trading, a new way of functioning in the world. Like, I I understand it. Today I was listening to
0: some lyrics as I was riding around in my car. I won't repeat the lyric, but when I
1: heard it, I almost cried. I felt this, like, this deep sense of loss. I felt like this grief as I'm in my car and and I'm playing my music loud and I'm wondering if I belong. I'm wondering like, is it okay for me to occupy the space the way I'm occupying
0: this space? And I too felt like standing by these waters and weeping at the loss of land and connection that I feel in my body. I've never been to Africa, but my ancestors are from there. They were carried from there to here, forced to till the land Forced to endure the loss of their identity, their world, their space. And every now and again,
1: like many of the Orthodox Jews to this day who read that psalm aloud or sing it, I feel the connection to those who came before me, to those who like know the real existential feeling of loss to have been on one soil as a king or as a rich man or rich woman,
0: a queen to come to this country and be a slave or a nigger.
1: And I sit here today like, front of this microphone saying to myself, I got to share it. Like I just felt this thing in me that I needed to just really say out loud. I needed to, to share it with you. Like this real raw moment. I I knew I had to, I knew I had, I knew I had to sit down. I knew I had to say this out loud for whatever reason. I knew you needed to hear it. You know what? There are some black folks listening to this. And you might have tears streaming down your face right now because you know, you feel deep down inside what I'm talking about. Some white folks listening to this who never understood or knew that the black folks walking around you in this country of the United States where I'm sitting, the soil I'm sitting on, on stolen land,
0: on stolen Olaney land, Like, here
1: in the United States, the white folks listening to this right now, you, are, you have friends and family and maybe even relatives or romantic partners who are black. And maybe you never
0: understood that they carried around this kind of trauma. But today I wanted to give voice to it. I wanted to say it out loud.
1: Want to say it raw and real in one take. Want to express the full range of emotion that so often those of us who have ever been a part of a spiritual community don't have the opportunity to do. If you were listen to or watch Existential Sunday, I just lamented this past week how, whenever we as Black folks express our pain, our lament, our Frustration, our anger. Too often, there are white folks that run in to police it, to tell us we can't say that, we can't think that, we can't believe that, and that's probably why for so long
0: I've forgotten that I grew up black, that I've forgotten about how I listened to music. That I've forgotten about the things I like to do. That I've forgotten about the television shows I grew up watching. Because I didn't have space to talk about it. That even if the white
1: folks that I was around had seen Coming to America, it was more of a novelty than it was an actual enjoyment. That I have forgotten That I had learned that it wasn't important that I was black. Especially coming from the Christian tradition. That I learned that the only thing that's actually important is my identity in Christ. My place in the Christian community that I was in and how everyone saw me as an equal. We don't even see your color. We just see you as a brother in Christ. Yeah,
0: bullshit. You would see us as brothers and sisters in Christ until it's time to hire, promote, until it's time for leadership
1: conversations, until it's time to, for you to listen to what we have to say. And you're reminded real quick of how black we are. Until we show up as too black in white space,
0: until we sing too loud, play our music too loud. Until we show up with protected hairstyles. Until we show up with natural hair. Until we stop code switching. Until we cast off the chains of assimilation. Then you see
1: us as black, and then you. To remember that we're black. And your aha is maybe not the nostalgia or pain.
0: Your aha is fear. Is angst. Is panic. But for everybody listening right now, everybody, especially all of you who are black, it's time we remember that we grew up black. And I think you know what I mean when I say that.
1: That we remember that. We remember, we honor those who raised us, those who went before us, those who paved the way for us. As Letty said on the, ep- the most recent episode with her, that like keep, what keeps her going is such a profound and powerful moment where she told us that the thing that keeps her going is remembering the folks that survived middle passage that endured slavery that endured the reconstruction era post civil war era when the united states was trying to figure out what to do next now that lincoln messed around and freed these slaves and they're running around free now what do we do how do we corral them how do we keep them in line how do we keep them from
0: Thinking that they're equal with us. And then our ancestors endured the fallout from that with Jim Crow. And every moment that I have spent not remembering that I grew up black is a moment that I dishonor them, that I don't appreciate, that I don't lean into and value the blood, sweat, tears, energy, life, ideas, wisdom, richness, contribution, and
1: life force, that those ancestors put out into the universe that I carry around in my body and my children carry around in their bodies. And God willing, someday my grandchildren
0: will carry around in theirs. And may my tongue cling to the roof of my mouth if I ever forget, if I ever lose sight of, again, the truth that I grew up black. Grace and peace until next time.